Grace to you and peace from God our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. It has not been that long ago when people were so excited that road trips were finally going to be easy. No need to go and buy those road maps so you can locate places. MapQuest had come into being. You just printed one page and you were on your way. But soon it became obvious that what was meant to be very helpful could be quite dangerous. People were not able to focus on the road. They were looking at the maps they had printed, and so they were driving erratically. Then those global positioning systems came, GPS. They made locating places real easy. You could pay attention to your driving, being confident that you would not miss a turn. I bought a cheap one in 2006. I said, finally, I'll be able to find places easily while keeping my eyes on the road. It was of great help to me. But it didn't take long at all for me to realize that the GPS had problems. It did not always take me to the right address. And sometimes the instructions were dangerous. There were times it would tell me to take an exit when there was no exit there. I had to remind myself to keep my eyes on the road. I remember the time I was taking Joan to, for a job interview at a place nursing home on North Kings Highway. When we were about two blocks away, which I didn't know then, it said, make a right turn. I did. Then it said, make a right turn. I did. It said it again, make a right turn, make a right turn. We were back at the same spot when it first said, make a right turn. So I thought I had made a mistake, so I would listen carefully. He said the same thing, make a right turn. I did. Then he said it again, make a right turn. I did, make a right turn, make a right turn, back at the same spot when I had first made that first right turn. And this thing was taking me to nowhere. So then I said to myself, you're on Kings Highway. Just keep your eyes on the road and look at the addresses and stop making those right turns. And then there it was, on the left, just two blocks away, GPS. I have many GPS stories, but this next one tops them all. I was taking Jude to his basketball tournament at Chaminade. I was using the GPS on my phone. It had proved quite reliable. I had great confidence in it. I was paying close attention this time to the road. But somehow, I went past the left turn I was supposed to make. I could see the school. So I made a U-turn in order to take the next right turn and enter the school. As soon as I made the U-turn, the GPS said, you are two million miles away from your destination. <laughs> Jude and I looked at each other and we laughed and we said, what, two million miles? The circumference of the earth is 24,901 miles. I took one wrong turn and the GPS says I had to go around the globe 80 times to get to my destination. GPS. As I was reading our very familiar text for today, it occurred to me that the Magi had an encounter with the first and most accurate GPS of all time. It was perfect, the star. It did not give them any wrong right turns or left turns or U-turns. A quick reading of the text might suggest 
that this heavenly GPS sent by God to guide the Magi to the birthplace of Jesus was inaccurate because it led them to Jerusalem, even though Jesus had been born in Bethlehem. God was going to make known the birth of his son in Bethlehem to Gentiles, and he would make a mistake? No, absolutely not. It was the Magi who were taking their eyes off the leading of the star. God wanted them to have an epiphany, to see his son, the savior of the world from sin, death, and everlasting condemnation. Maybe from their own knowledge about Israel, they believed that a king would naturally be born in the capital, Jerusalem. The king should be born in the most glamorous place, the most famous place of the nation of Israel. And he should be born in a palace amongst royalty. That goes without saying. That is what you would expect. A special delivery in a special place. Now some call the Magi the wise men. Others say, no, no, that is wrong, and they should just be called Magi as we have in our reading. Those who say they are wise men argue that it is because they did follow the star, even though they first ended up in Jerusalem. Others say, no, they were not wise, that they were in fact foolish, because they went to the wrong place the first time and did not even have a clue about the paranoia of King Herod, who eliminates any perceived challenges to his throne. And a king of the Jews would definitely be a threat to him. The Magi did not have to be wise nor foolish. Indeed, by their mistake, we get to know about the threat to the life of Jesus later on in this second chapter of Matthew. It is clear from Matthew's account that they were not there when Jesus was born. They did not get the message about his birth on the day he was born as the shepherds did from the angel. They probably came a year or two after Jesus' birth in Jerusalem. They were wise and naive at the same time. They followed the leading of God's GPS, the star. Yet when they entered the palace, they were not even making discreet inquiries about a new king in the current king's palace. They had no idea about how cunning and ruthless Herod was. They just went straight to it and asked openly, where is he who has been born king of the Jews? For we saw his star when it rose and have come to worship him. They had not come just to greet him, they had come to worship him. God had revealed it to them. It was their epiphany. Herod did not have an epiphany. But no matter how much hatred his own conduct has generated among the people, Herod will still get to know important information. Now that is not surprising. It still happens in this world. Leaders will always have people who support them and feed them with information, no matter how wicked they are. King Herod became troubled. And when Herod is troubled, the whole palace is troubled. All Jerusalem is troubled because bad things can happen then. Somehow, he knew about a prophecy that a king would be born. Maybe he'd heard the chief priests and the teachers of the Lord discussing the scriptures, and it had been filed away in his memory. So as soon as he heard about the inquiries from the major, he summoned the chief priests and the teachers of the law and asked them where the Christ would be born. Notice that he said, the Christ, even though the major had only inquired about the one born king of the Jews. He made a connection between this one who had been born king of the Jews and the Christ. That's a big deal. 
the Christ. The anointed one is more than a king. He is the one who would save the whole world from sin and death by, by his death and resurrection. He had been born to save Herod too. But Herod's plan was in line with the devil's plan, not with God's plan. The chief priests and the teachers of the law knew the scriptures. They quoted it from memory. A new Bethlehem in the land of Judah are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. They could have had an epiphany, but they did not show any inkling that they cared about the possible fulfillment of this prophecy by Micah over 700 years before. They did not join with the Messiah in their search for the one born king of the Jews. Herod quickly formulated his plan, and he said, and made a pretense of wanting to join the Magi to worship this newborn king. He really did well, concealing his anger and determination to eliminate this perceived threat to his throne. He secretly called in the Magi to find out the exact time when the star had appeared. Why call them secretly? Because he did not want anybody to figure out that he was up to no good. The palace knew him well enough that if they hear him speaking to the Magi, they would conclude correctly that it was not going to end well for this newborn king. Herod gave the Magi the impression that he too was eager to go worship the one they had come all the way from the east to worship. They will be in this together. Go and search carefully for the child. As soon as you find him, report to me so that I too may go and worship him. The eyes of the Magi went back to their GPS, the star. It was as if the star had been waiting for them to get focused on it again. It rose and went ahead of them until it stopped over the place where Jesus had been born in Bethlehem. No mistakes whatsoever from this GPS. No wrong turns. They offered their gifts to Jesus, gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. These were gifts fit for a king. They had come prepared to do that and to worship him. And they were warned in a dream not to go back and report the location of Jesus to Herod. So they went by another route to their country. GPS. Maybe one day they would make a perfect one to prevent people from getting lost. Have you ever been lost before? Maybe when you're depending on your GPS. Or maybe when, as a kid, you got away from your parents in the store. Or perhaps when you visited someone in a big hospital and lost your way when you were heading out. Have you ever been lost before? Have you ever lost your way? Yes, and I say that with certainty for all of you. Regardless of your age, you've been lost before. You still get lost, and you will get lost again very soon, I promise. How can I say that with such certainty? Well, you know what the Bible says. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned everyone to his own way. Isaiah 53, verse 6. All have turned away. All have become corrupt. There is none who does good, not even one. Psalm 43, verse 3. Psalm 14, verse 3. That speaks to our being lost and not being able to find our way back. Because we get lost so often, we do need that perfect GPS so often. You have also experienced the epiphany of who Jesus is. 
Because of that, he will lead you back on your journey until you finally get to see him again. Now, for all of us who have gone astray and continue to do so, Isaiah also assures us, God has laid on Jesus the iniquity of us all. Isaiah 53, verse 6b. GPS. This time, I'm not talking about a global positioning system as we know it. I'm not even talking about the star that led the Magi to Bethlehem to worship the newborn king. The GPS I'm talking about stands for God's peaceful son. The son made manifest. The son revealed as a person he truly, truly is, God. He has been made known not only to the Jews, but also to Gentiles, to you, and you have believed. That's your epiphany. Following GPS, God's peaceful son alone, is what brings you peace, the peace that passes all understanding, the peace that you can never deserve, but which he gives to you freely. He positions you properly. He reorients you, so you recognize him to be the only one who brings you peace in this world of conflicting and competing claims that tug at you to lose your way. It is the epiphany, God's revelation of who Jesus is. He is GPS, God's peaceful son, and he's for you. Amen.